0: Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Lord. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, We are delighted, servants of the Lord, here to provide you with a short, well-balanced message. Glory to Christ. Um, Get a Bible, get a notepad, um, and uh, we're going to pray. And we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, This is Brother Nelson. uh, This is my wife, Cynthia. And we are, we got some disclaimers, but we're just, we're humbled to be able to do this message. And uh, let's pray. Let's jump right into it. Want to lead the prayer?
1: Okay. Father God, we thank you so much for this day, God, that you made. We thank you for the privilege, the opportunity to get to deliver this message, Lord, that we know is going to bless many among us. I thank you, Jesus, for speaking through our mouth gates, for leading us, Holy Spirit, as um, as we teach. And we pray that you, Holy Ghost be the one who touches the hearts, who changes the heart, to make the seed grow, God. And yeah, we invite you, we invite your presence right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: And, and um, if you haven't already, pray in agreement with us so that you're washed and cleansed in the blood of Christ before you receive this message, because you want to be right with God to receive this message. You don't want it to be like in one ear and out the other. Amen. Okay. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, please forgive us for our sins, no one in known and unknown, named and unnamed. Wash us in your holy blood. Help us to love what you love, hate what you hate. Soften the hearts of the listeners to receive this message so that they won't have a spirit of offense. Click off the video and go on with their life. Yes. May they hate and disgust the sin in their life and allow you as a great physician to not only give the diagnosis, but the healing. Mm. In yeah. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Here's the message. Fornicators in hell. Here's some disclaimers. Got to go through them. I know for some of you, you're like, this is really unnecessary. But you'd be surprised. We have to mention stuff. We don't want people to assume things. Or because things weren't mentioned for a religious spirit to rise up in a negative context. Or, people, or demons in them to tell them something else. Yep. Um, first and foremost, hell is real. There's a heaven, there's a hell. You don't got to go to hell. Jesus died at the cross so that you would not have to go to hell. All right? We are not sex experts nor matchmakers, uh, nor are we living in sin, and that includes not living in fornication. So that's why we can present this message, and we will try to do it in a short, balanced presentation. Sex itself is not evil. Sometimes people who have a religious spirit, they go left field, and they're totally anti-sex doesn't work that way. Sex is a gift from God for a husband and a wife in Christ, ideally. That's the goal, right? Because sex, marriage, it's all supposed to point you to who? Jesus. You getting saved is not to have a good sex life. It's not to have a, uh, um, to focus on those things. That comes with marriage, right? And like anything needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. But it's all to point you to Jesus Christ, okay? Um, God loves us so much As human beings We reproduce But we even enjoy the process That's something for you To just think about on your own God could have made it That reproduction Was different It could have been just like You walk somewhere And they have a baby It just so happens That it's a different process And you know Because he's merciful Um, In the context of marriage Marriage is to have children You know To be fruitful Multiply joy. Sex is not to be made an idol. And biblical marriage and sexuality, like I just said, are all to point us to Jesus Christ. Marriage is not to be made an idol. Marriage is a gift, just like sex. God clearly does not call everyone to get married. We know from the book of Jeremiah, for example, Jeremiah was not going to get married, right? Some people do get married. Some are called to be eunuchs spiritually. We're not talking physically, spiritually, which means celibacy it could be a part of a season in their life as a christian where they, where they abstain from sexual relations you need to seek the kingdom of heaven first don't worry about if god wants you married if you're living in sin live holy make sure you're seeking the kingdom because you got a big problem if, if you get married but then you die in sin you know god forbid um some people decide to be eunuchs spiritually to get more work done for the gospel in their own free will. Sometimes God tells them to do this. It's a gift. Singleness is also a gift from God. We know that from Paul the Apostle. Not everyone is cut out for certain things. We're all, we all have the general um, great commission, right? We're all called to live holy, preach the gospel, show the love of Christ to others. It's not a competition. Your calling is not my calling. Your anointing is not my anointing. You're a hand, I'm a foot. We're all different parts of the body. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the head. Amen. Mm -hmm. Like any gift, these gifts must be received. And your gratitude determines, it goes a long way, determines your latitude, as they say. Jesus Christ is Lord over your life. And that includes your singleness, your marriage, your sexuality. You're not a Christian to focus as the end goal on those things. But your focus is the gospel, salvation, period. This message is a message of encouragement. We do not present this message to make you feel bad. Yes, you should feel bad about your sin. Have godly sorrow that leads to repentance. But it's not to like poke at you and and shove it in your face. We're not. If you have backslidden. If you've never really got on fire for the Lord. If you're not even a Christian. Our goal of doing this video is that you would know how much you're loved by God. But also know how serious this is in the eyes of God. You need to repent. You can. I've overcome uh, some of the things we're talking about in here, and so has my wife. And a lot of other Christians have. And we're not ashamed of that. Amen? We're going to hear some basic words. We're going to break down the definition. I'm trying to run through this and not keep it long. Pornea. P O R N E I A. Pornea. This is a Greek biblical word, which is the root of the English terms pornography. Pornographic or porno, which is derived from now which means to sell off. Uh, it is a selling off or surrendering of sexual purity. You're just giving it up. To sell it off means it, it's, it's an exchange, right? Uh, it's promiscuity of any and every type. Pornia is fornication in the Bible. Whoredom. When, when someone is treated as a whore, they're objectified. I know that that seems like rough language, but in the English version of the Bible, it's in the Bible. There's something in the Bible called whoremongering. That's when a man or a woman treats someone like, they're, like to be objectified, like a piece of meat. It's when a man goes to a prostitute. God sees fornication and all the things involved with pornea as prostitution, mm-hmm. which is terrifying, right? Idolatry, which, which is also pornea. Marital unfaithfulness sex outside of marriage pornea can also include but is not limited to sex toys if you're dealing with that you need to repent obviously adultery masturbation self-masturbation homosexuality lesbianism lgbtq lifestyle the spirit behind that is called uh sodomy um bestiality that's human beings have having sex with animals I know for normal people, that seems crazy. Why would anyone want to do that? But when you get into these sins, it leads to that. It just gets worse and worse, nastier and nastier, weirder and weirder, because that's what demons do. All right? Dominatrix. That's when people have the whips and chains, and they they muzzle people. And Some people go way left field. The Lord reminded me of this last night in a Bible study. Some people go, they urinate and defecate on people. And they really, not only defile the bed, and it just gets weird and nasty. They do this in the occult, in the Illuminati and whatnot. Incest. That's when people have relations with their biological relatives. Cousins, brother, sister. You're not supposed to be doing that. That's why when people do that, their children have medical problems. They bring curses upon themselves. can be broken in the name of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Sexual intercourse with a divorced person. pornea. Prostitution, unlawful lust, pedophilia, you know, Pizzagate, you can think of that. Lustful thoughts being yielded to. Some people have a a corrupt mind. They could not be living in this sin, but all day long, they're thinking about it. All day long, they're talking with filthy communication. A lot of men do that, mostly. Women do it, too, right? Bear witness. I bear witness when I was lost, all my friends all day long talked about pornea, basically. Here's the next word, adultery. Most of you know this word. It is a breaking of wedlock. Uh, to be married, that's a covenant. It's an agreement. It's a contract, right? Just like sex is also a covenant, an agreement, contract. Um, cheating on your spouse or, or fiance is adultery. can also refer to idolatry and worshiping of anyone or anything other than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus Christ, right? Here's the last word, sodomy. The definition of sodomy is anal or oral sex. It is a sin. We know this. I, I'm just going to give you two chapters. You read them on your own time. Romans chapter 1, it's towards the end of the chapter. It's very clear. And Genesis chapter 16, when the angels went to Lot's house and the people surrounded the house and they wanted to go in unto them. They appeared as men and there were men and people of all ages wanting to have relations with the appetite of someone who lives in the LGBTQ lifestyle is that is the appetite of anal or oral sex. The reason why anal or oral sex is a sin is not only because it's sexual immorality, it's nasty, it's unnatural. You don't reproduce doing that. But also, uh, when someone, not to get too graphic with you, but when someone releases and the other person uh, puts ingested all types of stuff like that there's human DNA in that you're, you're, you're eating the blood which it says in the new covenant to not do uh, and God judged in the old testament one of the sons of Judah and killed him because he released his seed and, and, and it was in a way that was improper right here's some scriptures I'm going to give you on several topics we're not going to read all of them my beautiful wife is going to read um, if you don't mind um going to read one from each section. Uh these are some scriptures on fornication. We're just going to read she's going to read one, she's going to read two on just fornication. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I hope you're turning there too, brother, sister. And if you don't got a Bible, I want I encourage you get a Bible app. Go to the App Store. Read this for yourself. See we're not making it up. We're not, you know, Alright, you were there?
1: Yeah. First yeah.
0: Corinthians chapter six, verse nine and ten in Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus' name. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers. Mm-hmm. I idolaters, sorry, and adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous Is that how you say? Covetous, yeah. Covetous nor drunkards, nor revealers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God.
0: Amen. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But basically, we both come to the understanding. And as, as we've matured in Christ, we understand that people who are living in pornea and fornication, there's a root cause of it. It could be because of uh, insecurity, loneliness, rejection, neglect. At the end of the day... Someone is taking advantage of the other person. It's manipulation. It's extortion, which is one of those sins mentioned. Also, uh, to the effeminate is mentioned in the, in the King James Version for that verse. For those who won't go to heaven, referring to men. That doesn't only refer to men who are homosexual. Men in this, today's generation, in today's society, they're encouraged to not be masculine. We live in a, pat- a, a matriarchal society, mm-hmm. but God is patriarchal. He puts men as authority in positions of authority. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why, because it's supposed to reflect the authority of Christ. Mm-hmm. We respect and we, we love those women of God and men of God who respect male authority under Christ. The world doesn't like that. The spirit of antichrist comes against that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Just have to throw that out there. Verse 15 to 20, same chapter. And then with the rest, you can write it down in your own time, read in your own time. Amen? In
1: Jesus' name. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of the harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. Let's
0: stop right there. So, thank you. When someone has fornication or adultery, they somehow, their souls get nicked. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a little while, but there's something that happens in the spirit realm. We know that from what we just read. We can prove it biblically. Keep going. Thank you.
1: But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every scene... That a man does it outside the body, is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. That's right. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were brought at a, you were brought at a price. That's right. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's.
0: Amen. Thank you for reading, honey. So let's, let's touch on a few basic things. Whether you're a Christian or not, God owns you. At the cross, it's like even double owns you now. Beyond that, like we said, when, when you sin, in the sin of pornea, there's a covenant. There's a contract because it's sexual sin. Now, Jesus... Forgives sins, one sin will not be forgiven, the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. If you have not done that, and if you have not been given over to a reprobate mind, which means that you just, you don't care no more, then there's hope. Amen? If you have been involved in these sins, there's you can get washed. You need to go to the cross. We have to emphasize that. Um, also, worship and praise is like intimacy you're intimate with the Lord because you have a living relationship with him he's your eternal husband now when you look at it on an earthly level it's supposed to reflect that relationship with God the reason why why God really hates sexual sin more than other sins because it disrespects it uh, it's not a good representation of what your relationship of God is mm-hmm. that's why it's perversion. It's not because God doesn't want you to feel good. A lot of things feel good that are not good for you. Did you know that? It might be a a temporary pleasure, but that's feeding. It's fleeting. It's fading. Well, at the end of it, that's why when people, after they self-masturbate, what do they feel? Guilt. Guilt. Shame. And when someone is in prostitution, you think that that woman, that man is happy to sell their body? No, they're not. Now, they... I've also thought about this with my wife and I mentioned to her because I've read books about and seen stories of people in India, for example, having to sell their children to, to feed their family for, for a week and they forced their children into prostitution and whatnot. If you have been forced into this sin from being a child or against your will, again, there's forgiveness at the cross. Mm-hmm. These are other scriptures on fornication. You write it, you read it, all right? Matthew 5:28 to 32 Matthew chapter 19, verse 9, that deals with masturbation, that deals with just why looking at pornography is bad, because you're lusting in your heart. Me and my wife, we love each other. I'm here to serve her, to provide for her. She she helps me. as my help. me. She's my grid. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, if we are with each other, that should be in our mind as well. I shouldn't be wanting to be with other people in my mind, and neither should see. If we see someone else who is married, but but in their mind, they're just lusting after people. They're gawking after other people. Ladies, have you ever had a man look at you and you just feel like he's undressing you? Like you could somehow discern it. Even when you weren't born again, you just felt it. That's spiritual, you know? Sometimes the demons in one person might stir up the demons in another person. That's why sometimes you can have a man who's not attractive. But, the, but a woman still wants to get with him because the demons inside of her and the familiar spirits are, are, that they have, they have the same from demons. It's interesting yeah. stuff, right? Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 it speaks about inordinate affection. I feel like this is worth mentioning in the context of fornication. You have people in the world who are over flirtatious. Mm-hmm. They, they just want to flirt with everybody. They'll flirt with your grandma right in front of you. With your mom. With your daughter that's a problem you've you ever have someone in the workplace be like that's that's my work wife my work husband that's inordinate affection it's out of water it's out of line mm-hmm. and my wife correct me if I'm wrong there's some women young women you need to repent y'all be going to church because you think the pastor is fine
2: yeah.
0: that's inordinate affection now ain't nothing wrong with Being attracted to someone who is single and wanting to get with them and be in Christ and everything. But make sure you're led. Amen. Amen. Uh, For more information on pornea in general, we recommend this video. It's by the Revelations of Jesus Christ Ministry, which we are a part of. Glory to Christ. The name of the video is Pornea, the Curse of Isolation. Mm -hmm. Go watch that on YouTube. Also watch Dream World 101. One of the causes and effects of living in pornea is incubus and succubus demons having legal grounds to mess with you. You don't want that. Amen? Mm-hmm. Here's some scriptures on sex and marriage. I need you to read one, please. Uh, we're going to read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. These are scriptures on sex and marriage. We're almost done with the teaching. We're not going to be here all day long.
2: Hebrews what?
0: Hebrews 13, verse 4. I hope you got your Bible, and you're going there, brother, sister.
1: In Jesus' name, marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge.
0: Amen. Marriage should not be defiled, the bed of the husband and wife. If you are a a Christian, self-proclaiming, born-again, saint, child of the Most High God, and you're watching this video... Let's say you're a sister, for example. If you have a husband, God forbid, he tries to say, hey, babe, let's let's engage in oral, sodomy. It's sin. It's disgusting. It's nasty. It's anti-Christ. It is not the appetite of a straight person. When, God forbid, if, if that woman was to engage in that, first of all, God holds the man more accountable. God is going to be mad at both of them. They're both in sin. And that particular circumstance, right? It's a defiled bed. Some, Even though they're married, even though they're born again, they're doing what needs to be done, they defiled their bed. Mm-hmm. You have to abstain from certain things. Okay? As a husband, um, you, you it should be about making love. You should love your wife. It shouldn't be uh, totally... Left-field lust-driven. Yes, you should have an attraction to your wife. You should have that. That's why you got married. That's part of it, right? It's not the sole reason. The sole reason is for Christ. Mm -hmm. That should be there, though. Sometimes men don't love their wives. Sometimes women don't love their husbands because they feel dissatisfied in the bed. Sometimes they feel like they don't get affection from their spouse, and that's why they go these routes. That's the root cause of them listening to those demons of porneal. Stop listening to those demons. The Bible says, Cast down vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That means it's trying to lift it up. Well, I'm supposed to lift up Jesus? Alright? Here's some other scriptures. Genesis 2.24 Man shall leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife. They be one flesh. When you are in fornication. Let me give you an example. I gave this example yesterday. We did we did this study on a Bible study yesterday because I, I wanted to see if people had questions or not. This is a very good example the Lord gave me. Let's say you have a man. His name is Bob. And you have Sarah, hypothetically. Let's say Bob and Sarah, they're not married. They're uh, in fornication. He's had sex with her, let's say, 100 times in the span of 10 years. And let's say Sarah had... 10 men previously that she's had sex with 100 times. That's a whole lot of numbers if you do the math. Every time that they fornicate, Sarah did before those men. All those soul ties that were made, all those covenants. There's a lot of demons. Let's say each of those people had 10 demons. You got 10 people, 10 demons. That's 100 demons that go into Bob. Bob got 100 demons from Sarah. That's 100 different personalities in his brain trying to tell him what to do. A hundred different demons related to pornea, ungodly anger, all types of stuff. This is why people who have had a lot of sex in their life outside of marriage, sometimes they seem like they're bipolar, schizophrenic. Those are not medical conditions. Those are just demons. People are demonized. You don't need a therapist. Amen? You don't need a psychologist. Amen? You don't need pills, pharmacia, sorcery. And you don't need sex to try to answer your problems. Some women, some men, they feel like, if I just have sex... I forget about my problems i've i've heard people say in the world when someone gets divorced oh you need to have more sex get your mind off mm-hmm. of the divorce mm-hmm. no you need to repent you need to get right before the lord jesus is your solution
1: yeah.
0: we have to put that out there we have to okay no
1: no jump in but with the um, you know fragmentation of the soul too
0: yeah, we, we're going to get to it. Amen. Okay. Amen. I'm jumping <laughs>
1: First, 1
0: uh, Corinthians 7, verse 3 to 5. Again, it's First Corinthians 7, verse 3 to 5. Some of you struggle with a fear of commitment and marriage. We encourage you. Don't be afraid. Fear the Lord. You mm-hmm. If you're a Christian, you're already in a committed relationship with Jesus. Some of you, if God calls you to be in a committed relationship with someone else... You're gonna see that that person's faults. They're gonna see your faults. You're gonna realize each other's strengths. You're gonna to have to understand that you love them because Christ loved you. Mm-hmm. All right. Being uh, objectified is not a good thing. You shouldn't. People shouldn't feel like they're objectified, whether it's a spouse or someone else in your life. All right. Um, something else that this reminds me of the topic of fornication is fort- fertility worship. In false religions, you have things like, uh, for example, what you know as Easter, which is not Christian. It's also it's called Ishtar. It's off, based off a false god. The Lord rebuked that name in Jesus' it's name. name. Uh, it's, it's fertility worship. And a lot of the occult, they do sexual ritual abuse. Uh, a lot of nuns in the Catholic Church, I can't say church, Roman Catholicism is not Christianity, they go through abuse. Sometimes you have women who, from the ages of like 7, 8, They're told, you have to comply, you have to go along with this for Jesus to love you. You have cults who, uh, the the pastor, so-called, men, so-called, they'll manipulate women, try to have sex with the whole entire congregation. There's cults out there, and that's not God-like, it's not Christ-like. Some of you struggle with coming to Christ because you've seen pedophilia in the so-called churches and whatnot. They're misrepresenting Jesus. They're in poinea, They need to repent. If they die in that sin, they will go to hell. Okay? Um, one last thing I think this is worth mentioning is sex education. Mm-hmm. First of all, the education system in general, in America, and in other countries, it falls short on fully giving us uh, what we need to learn in this world to survive. They tell you um, stuff to memorize, but they don't tell you how to criticize and analyze in a positive context. When I had sexual education in high school, as far as I can remember, a summer job once, they would show some images of what it looks like to have certain diseases, and then basically be like, you know, don't get those diseases, be smart, which is good, good advice. And then they would offer to give us some condoms and just be like, okay, see you later. That's not helpful at all. It's
1: promoting,
0: it's promoting sex. Right. They're just saying, you know, just, just protect yourself. That's very demonic. They're giving you a form of truth, but it's still 99% acid and toxin and poison. How how are you going to tell teenagers, young adults, don't get HIV, but go ahead and have sex? Don't get into into problems in life and, and be suicidal or whatever, but then go and have all these relations with people who don't love you, who don't care about you. The reason why people get a lot of different demons in, in this world is because of fornication. Mm. It's because of pornography. It's a big door opener for, for sins and demons. Alright. The word soul tie. I mentioned it. Let's break it down. The Bible doesn't use the word or phrase soul tie. But it speaks about souls being knit together. And one flesh as we, we read. Etc. Something that ties two souls together in the spirit realm is a soul tie. You have godly soul ties, and then you have ungodly soul ties. Fornication, for example, is an ungodly soul tie that allows legal grounds for demons to visit people, for people to be demonized. That means that they need deliverance. Exorcism is not deliverance, all right? An individual who has had a lot of sex in past relationships might find it difficult to bond with or be joined to anyone, even just on a friendship level with people because of a fragmented soul. From ungodly soul ties. For example. If you've had a lot of friends. Who did you dirty. Lied to you. Stole from you. I'm sorry. So we live in a fallen world. Because of this. It might be hard for you to trust. But that's not God like. It's not Christ like. You need to trust. Not be gullible. Not be naive. But you need. You need to break down those barriers. With me and my wife. When we first started talking. What did we have to do? Break down walls. Right? Because I had to show her. She could trust me. She had to show me that I could trust her. Amen? That's a good example of that. Um, Some soul ties are formed from vows, commitments, agreements. That's why you let your yea be yea, your nay be nay, anything else is evil. Mm -hmm. Right? Here's some scriptures to prove that. Numbers chapter 30, verse 2. You read these on your own time. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31. Other soul ties can be formed from friendships and close relationships. 1 Samuel, chapter 18, verse 1. That's about David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. Right? Even Jesus had a soul tie with John, the beloved. The, the apostle who he, whom was closest to him. Amen? Amen. Sexual relations, obviously called soul ties. Mark, chapter 10, verse 79. I believe that concept is speaking about a marriage, one flesh. It's a godly soul tie. 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 16, we read about a man who joins himself to a whore, I believe. Now, the enemy can use ungodly soul ties, and that opens a door to transferring of demons. Um, soul ties defile in the case of fornication. You could take the word STD, sexually transmitted disease, and what it really is is a sexually transferred demon. Mm-hmm. Okay? When a person who is bonded to another is led by impure motives. What's your motives? Or the desire for selfish gain, which is really all sin. It's about pride, selfishness, me over the other person, my wants, desires, and pleasure over the other person, or even at the expense of others' happiness, right? Um, That can enable someone in fornication to be out of their selfishness to intimidate, manipulate, dominate, deceive, abuse, right? Which is all witchcraft. Someone is taking advantage of the other person. Feeling lonely, feeling unforgiveness, feeling neglect, insecurity, rejection, etc. All of those things we listed are demons. There's women out there, they feel insecure. Because of that, they go end up stripping on a stripper pole. There's men who feel insecure. Because of that, they try to overcompensate and be a player, mac daddy, and have all this sex. But they don't feel loved. Because they don't really know those women. There's there's people who go into the LGBTQ lifestyle because they feel neglection and reject from the opposite sex. Some of you, the reason why you're not in fornication is because of an inopportunity. I'm gonna say that again. Some of you, if you could, if someone knocked on your door right now, a woman half naked, you you give it to her. She would give it to you. You'll be in sin. But because that don't that don't happen, you're probably not in it. If that's you, you need to also still repent because you still have it inside of you. If you would, you could, but because you can't, you're not. That's a hard thing to to, to be honest with yourself about, With, but you need to go before the Lord and say, Lord, if, that's, if this is in me, Lord, if there's even a drop of pedophilia in me, a drop of incest in me, a drop of, of corrupt communication, Lord, I hate it, burn it out of my soul. Some of you need to pray and fast. All right? Um, one second someone is taking advantage of the other that's why the fornication temptation was yielded to in the first place Genesis chapter 34 verse 1 to 3 this speaks about the daughter of Jacob uh, Jacob Dinah or Dina she had her um, uh, ungodly soul tied with a man of, of Shechem and his soul claved to her he wanted her he defiled her And he wanted to be with her because they had fornication. In the world, they try it before they buy it. They test it before they buy it. It don't work that way in Jesus. Um, Engagement is not a green light for fornication. Okay? Um, An ungodly soul tie a person has through fornication can, as a result of sexual sin, can even make someone sick. Sickly. Unhealthy. And we're not just talking about sexual diseases. We're talking about you, you, you could just look like like sick and have just other diff- different demons of infirmity
2: yeah.
0: operating in you, God forbid. Uh, and people can struggle more with lust and lasciviousness. Some of you, you've you've had decades of self-masturbation and all, all types of stuff. It, some of it takes time to come out. If you want that process to be sped up, pray, fast, read the Bible more, fellowship, uh, worship, praise. That's a big one. Mm. That's a really big one, Okay. Some of y'all, it's not helping if you're doing all the right things, but you're listening to secular music. That's just incantation and divination and demons are coming back in you. Mm -hmm. Fornication is also blood covenant. Uh, We talked about unclean talk. Here's something else I think is worth mentioning. The world says church girls are easy. When I was young, I've I've had people in the hood, in the Bronx. They was looking at the young Catholic girls like, ah, you could get with them. We know Roman Catholicism is not Christianity, but the world thinks it is. They they used to look at it like, oh, let's let's make a bet who could get who could get who could get in their pants, basically. That's how they look at you, sister. Whether or not you realize it, that's how the world looks at you. That's how men who are not born again they will pretend to be Christian just to have sex with you. God forbid you end up in a marriage where someone wants you find out they're not even born again, yeah. and they try to manipulate you into all types of sin because you're married already. Are you going to get in? God forbid, right? Abstain from all appearances of evil. Cohabitation. Husband. If you're not a husband and wife, you're a man and a woman and you're living together. And you're not even together. At what point in the middle of the night, you know, if you you, you see them in their pajamas, get out the shower. At what point is it not going to be a problem? It's going to be a problem. And you have to draw lines. Some of y'all, you live with other roommates of the opposite sex, and you got to be careful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My wife has lived with, with other grown men, and she had, she had to be careful. You got to carry yourself a certain way. Be wise. The, the goal is for you to get your own place. Amen? So you, you ain't got to deal with that. Um, just have wisdom. Abstain from all appearances of evil. If you're engaged, okay, make sure it's led by God and everything. That don't mean you have sex, though. Get married first. Do the actual ceremony. Have it be blessed by the Lord. And get the family's blessing if you can too. Amen? Um, Fornication can lead to abortion. You want to stop abortion? Stop fornicating. Abortion is murder. As soon as a heartbeat is in the womb. that's That's a human being. Just so you know. Okay? Abstain from all appearance of evil. Avoid temptations if possible, relationships in general with the opposite sex. As a single person, you shouldn't be too close and buddy-buddy with people who are married of the opposite sex. First of all, it doesn't look right. If you have a sister who claims to be a sister in Christ, and you and your husband, let's say sister, she keeps coming around and wants to talk to your husband. Always wants to laugh around him, laughing at his jokes, and it's it's just too much. Trying to offer him food, and she don't even give you a hallelujah or shalom when she see you. That's a problem. That's a red flag. Yeah. It's like, wait, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to take my man, right? That's that's what a woman would have to wonder, right? You get the point. Um, benefits of waiting until you get married. Can we talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Well... You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of common sense, but unfortunately, in our generation, it's something that is very rare. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It's not impossible. We are the living proof of it. Um, abstaining from fornication is a, its protecting you from opening any doors, any doors uh, to the enemy to creep in. It's, it's uh, uh, keeping you and protecting you from transferring spirits and from pain. Mm hmm. Uh, it's keeping you from having your soul fragmented and, and, and needing you know massive deliverance after One of the greatest blessings is that You don't have any compar- uh, reference to compare yeah. you know? You're with your husband, you're with your wife And nobody can take that from you It's, it's unique
0: it- Amen, and even to add I think it gives a clear conscience to your family If you really love your family, your parents. If you were a parent, would you want your daughter bringing eleven guys home in one year, Mm -hmm. saying he's the one? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You're gonna look at your daughter like, baby.
1: I don't believe you. You're
0: you're so (laughs) gullible. Mm
1: -hmm. What
0: makes you think, like, trust these men? Mm -hmm. You're gonna worry about your child. You you don't want your parents to have more gray hair. Mm -hmm. You don't want your family to be tossing and turning and just worrying if you're okay. That's just on an earthly level. Some of you, you could have avoided family drama if you didn't get in fornication. Mm-hmm. Some people, they get in fornication with the wrong person. It, it'd be a, like person, they don't know. They're saying this. They find out years later.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they get with someone who treats all of their friends like crap,
2: mm-hmm.
0: treats all of their family like crap. Mm-hmm. Some, some of you, you went to the club. You was dancing. You was bumping and grinding to the, to the reggae music, reggae thong. You did some fornication <laughs> after the party, and yeah. then you had a child, and then it is what it is. You are where you are. Yeah. It, it is what it is, but we're asking you to just look at where you are with God. Go to the Holy Spirit first and foremost. If you've had a child out of wedlock already, if you've already been in this sin, you need to go to God. You need to pray and fast. You need to seek the face of the Lord. The most important thing is that you're living holy, Amen. that you make sure that you make it in. We're not God. We're not gonna stand before God for you. I'm gonna stand before God by myself. She's gonna do the same. My faith is not her faith, my walk is not her walk. That's just us, and we're married.
1: Mm-hmm. And let, not to cut you off, let's not forget as well that this is a a blood covenant. You don't want to have what once you have a covenant with someone you have sex with someone. It is a covenant. So you're gonna if you go have this have sexual relations with somebody like many other men, many other women, you're breaking the covenant each time and you 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 have to renounce it and and
0: denounce it. You have to literally say I I break this soul tie with this individual in the name of Jesus Christ. Any gifts they've given you uh, it, it, there's some of y'all, you you always thinking about your ex from years ago Because you're holding on to stuff mm-hmm. they gave you mm-hmm. You have that door open
1: yeah.
0: That's why the ungodly soul tie is still open For example mm-hmm. Amen. Amen
1: And one last thing I guess I can say is that um, All across the word of God or across the Bible We read about fornication This is not only a, a flesh thing It's also it tells you how much it's important. It's it's important and big to God uh, that we don't fornicate, not only in our flesh but also in spirit. Right. Um, this is also a question of uh, being faithful um, to your husband, as you be faithful to God, to Jesus. Who's your eternal Who's husband? Who's eternal husband? Um, yeah, it's it's fornication. Is having other idols. Fornication can be an idol itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You and need the fear of God. And, know, and, and, and
0: sex, sex shouldn't be on your mind all the time, like that, anyways. That's a problem if, if that's all that's on your mind. What about worshiping the Lord? What about just. The Bible says that a husband and wife sometimes are supposed to just fall back from sexual relations to pray and fast. Did you know that? You know, the Bible even says about how for believers, if, we, if, some, if someone claims to be a brother or a sister, and they're living in fornication, you're not supposed to eat with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To make them feel that godly sorrow of their their sin, that conviction. This is why some of you, you've had people treat you a certain way, and it's not because that they were mean. They were obeying the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they did it out of a, a religious spirit, maybe even out of order. But the Bible does say that. Now, some of y'all, you weren't even born again, but you were having fellowship with believers. They found out you were in fornication, but they didn't know that you weren't even really saved. Mm-hmm. You were still smoking blunts on the side. And they did that to you. They said, oh, we can't eat with you. We can't be around with you because the Bible says this. And you thought that they hated you. You thought that they were insincere.
1: Yeah, and God, you know, he said one, one day, that is very true. God forbid, but imagine you, you, you get into fornication and you die in that. God or it. the Lord comes back. You you know you're not gonna be saved, you know you're not gonna go to heaven. So over just a moment of pleasure you should, you know, repent and just get it right with God and be patient until you you fi- you get to meet your the the this you know the, the soul, one for the you the one for you.
0: Every time you have sex outside of marriage, you're you're telling the person you hate them. And you're two people causing each other to sin. Mm-hmm. You're provoking each other to sin. And again, the, the man is more responsible. Okay? Especially if you're a man and you are married and you're, you're causing your wife to be in a defiled bed. God forbid. Alright? Mm-hmm. I just want to close it out with two more things and two more scriptures and we'll, we'll pray. Um, you don't want to marry out of desperation. Fellas. You don't, even this goes applies to the apply women too. You don't want to end up with Jezebel part two. Someone or someone usurping authority, manipulating, all types of stuff. You don't want to end up with a man who beats you like Ike Turner. God forbid. Make sure you get to know that person. Don't just marry. Some of y'all, you have parents who, who push you to mar- to get married and they don't even care if you marry someone else's spouse. You need to do things in decency and in order. Don't just marry someone because, because you feel like you got the green light from the ministry you're in. If it's not called by God, And if that ministry is really of God, they're going to tell you, hey, make sure. Make sure this is led by God. At the end of the day, it's your choice, though. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You're not going to play the blame game with people. Sister, brother, you will stand before the almighty God, and you will be held accountable for your marriage. Okay? Um, Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. If you get there first, you read it. We are racing. Chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 20. I got it. Okay, read that bit.
1: In Jesus' name. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allowed that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants, to commit sexual immorality, and eat things sacrificed to idols.
0: Amen. The reason why we read that, sometimes you have people who are so-called in so-called ministry, and they're teaching false doctrine, they have seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, a different Jesus, a different gospel. It's spiritual fornication, Mm -hmm. adultery. And even eating food that's offered up to false gods, like halal, for example, it's not Christ-like. You can buy the same animals, you can cook it yourself, in a Middle Eastern way and dedicate it to Jesus Christ. You don't have to go to the market. You don't got to buy the chicken if you're from Africa where they they say halal. No, you get the chicken yourself. You say, this is hallelujah, for example. And this last two scriptures, I'm going to read Revelation 21, verse 7 and 8. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. To inherit means it's passed down, it's given to you, right? And I will be his God and he shall be my son. That's a promise. You hold on to that. But the fearful, ungodly fear, unbelieving, when it says unbelieving, it's referring to those of doubt or even little faith. Christ calls that unbelief as well. You've got to pray for more faith. Faith is a gift, faith is a fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the abominable and murderers, you can say abortion falls in there, and whoremongers, pornea, sorcerers, that's weed, crack, cocaine, heroin, right, etc. Idolaters, fornication, and all liars, that's part of extortion, manipulation, it goes in fornication, shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You will go to hell if you die in these sins. You don't have to, though. This is why we read verse 5, same chapter. And he that sat upon the throne, he still sits there. Can I get an amen? Amen. He should sit in your heart. Can I get an amen? amen? Behold, I make all things new. It doesn't say I make 1% of things, new. No. Oh. All things. Brother, if you've had a sexual disease, Amen. Jesus can heal you. Amen. Sister, if you've been in prostitution, if you've done all the, the oral sex to everybody on the block, Jesus Christ can deliver you. Dude. Jesus Christ can heal you. Amen? Amen? You stir up an atmosphere of praise and wherever you are. Right now, after this video, you worship the Lord after you sow in tears, though. After you repent. After you renounce and denounce and... Confess your sins so that you may be healed. Ask others for prayer as well. But you go before the Lord knowing that if you touch the hem of his garment, you shall have his virtue. You should be healed from your issue of blood, from these blood covenants, by the blood of Jesus Christ. You should be healed in your mind from a corrupt mind. I've overcome self-masturbation. I've overcome pornea. My wife has. If we can overcome it, you can. I literally, when I had my first deliverance, the Lord is reminding me now, thank you, Holy Spirit, I had to shake off the the, the demons that were using my hands to masturbate. Part of the scriptures that I mentioned for fornication with chapter of Matthew says to cut off your hand, it causes you to sin. That's not earthly, we're talking spiritual. You cut off whatever causes your your hand to sin. Some of you, you might need to breathe, exhale, shake your hands, and renounce masturbation. You might feel a tingling and demons leak. This is real. This is real. And again, I'm going to read that verse again and we're going to close out in prayer. He that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write, for these words are true and faithful. God can make, he can change your life. But you have to give it to him. Yes. If you're a house, you don't lock the, 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 the door by the laundry room and keep Jesus out. He needs access to the entire house of you. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body's a house. He needs all of you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: All of you. All right, let's pray. Father God, we love you. Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you to the glory of God the Father. Holy Spirit, please fill us. I pray, Lord, for those who are convicted by this message, those living in this sin, that you would heal them. You would bring restoration. You would guide them as they renounce and denounce and confess and turn and repent from their sin. I also pray for those who have been backslidden, lukewarm, not on fire. Who know the right thing to do, but they, they haven't applied it, Lord. May the fear of God fall upon them. So that they may depart from evil. And for those who have heard this message. Who already know the deal. They're living holy and righteous. May they be. May this be a message of uh, your refreshing. Your a refreshment you know, to them. And may they be able to apply it. And share it with others. Share these things. They don't have to share the video. That's whatever they want to do. Lord, this is your teaching. You get all the glory, honor, and praise. You are our best friend. We love you. We don't... Lord, we repent. Thank you, Lord. We repent of spiritual adultery and fornication. I repent if I've ever worshipped anything other than you or anyone. We personally, we repent of any ungodly soul tie. Lord, help us to have godly soul ties, yes, godly relationships. Help us to remove anything in our homes that may be connected to ungodly soul ties.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Help us to remove any text from ungodly soul ties. Thank you, Lord, for reminding that, too. Lord, we don't want to hold on to the past. We don't want to live in the past because your word says in Philippians to look to, look to the things of, that's coming, to look to glory, to mm-hmm. think on the things that, that are good, honest, and pure. So we commit these things unto you, and we commit our bodies physically unto you, our hands, our eyes, our private parts, our bed is yours, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, Jesus amen. 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 You're going to have to pray more. That's not a answer, solution for, for some of y'all to fully deal with what you, you're dealing with. And it's more than prayer. You need to apply it. Don't just pray, but then not apply it. Don't give God demands. You be sincere. You repent. When you take your last breath, you will go to heaven or hell. You will go to the, in the end, the New Jerusalem or the lake of fire. You're going to meet God no matter what. And on that day, I want you to meet him on good terms. You can meet him now. Mm-hmm. He knows you already. Be real with him. Just because you confess your sins to someone, they're not gonna look at you differently. If they're real sincere Christians, you can't do that with everyone. You can't get too close to everyone. Find a few Christ- brothers and sisters in Christ who you can trust. Mm-hmm. They can pray with you. They can fast with you.
1: Yeah, and sometimes that's the that's what's uh, in h- hindering the deliverance as well. Is that um, you you keep it for yourself and you uh, it's growing in the dark. I, like mold you know mm-hmm. you need to find to find someone um uh, that you trust you can confess your sin because confess confessing it with your mouth can help you know help
0: mm-hmm. and if you have deliver. if you have sickness sexual diseases we would also recommend what the scriptures say uh first and foremost de- demons can be casted out in the name of jesus christ it's part of the great commission but the bible says if you're sick to go to the elders of your church they would anoint you lay hands on for your healing. Mm-hmm. And if you've if you have sinned, it would be forgiven.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Alright. We love you. We gotta go. God is good. Hallelujah.
1: Amen. Shalom. Shalom.